Hi, I'm Leola. I'm a sacred intimacy mentor and muse and the host of this podcast. Talk Tantra to Me introduces a playful perspective on sacred sexuality. My intention in this podcast is to integrate intimacy and spirituality, empowering you to reclaim your eroticism. It is my mission to inspire you to let go of shame, fear, and limiting beliefs to be present as your highest self in every moment. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now, let's talk Tantra. Welcome to episode 22 of Talk Tantra To Me. It is such an honor to be holding space for this divine knowledge to make its way into your ears and lifestyle. Today, I talk Tantra with Kate Marley. Kate is an artistic erotic content creator and sex, love, and relationship coach. Alongside her partner, Chris, she creates meditative porn. This episode is all about her journey, radically accepting her sexuality, and then sharing it with the world. While you may find Kate and Chris on Pornhub, their content is very different than the typical videos offered. They're a real couple sharing authentic, expansive, and artistic content. There's no acting or fake orgasms or theatrics, but you do get to see real communication and doable sex moves that are deeply pleasurable for both parties. They also have videos that show tantric massage, multi-orgasmic intimacy, prostate massage, along with a lot of other really juicy stuff. It's a very refreshing take on porn and erotic content that I deeply respect. So welcome to the podcast, Kate. Why don't you start by telling us a bit about your journey with your intimacy and sacred sexuality? Um, Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, So my husband and I, Chris, we started working in the space, creating erotic content um, almost a year ago now, last, last summer, June, June, 2020. Um, we started creating erotic content out of like, um, kind of a curiosity out of just an interest in what it would be like, it would be fun. Um, and from notice, noticing that porn and like what's out there is so much different than what we do and that what we felt was real life. And like, just this curiosity of like what it would be like to share, um, just our real raw, authentic, intimate life. Um, and so we started sharing, sharing content. And then from there, our business has just expanded and, um, become this kind of, that's just this amazing dream of being able to share like our, our biggest, you know, most important pieces of our relationship and inspire people with it. That's beautiful. I didn't realize that it was so like recently that you guys started. Cause I think mm-hmm. I first discovered you like last summer. So it's really interesting. Um, yeah. that's amazing. So I feel like I've been here for the whole journey then. That's cool. Yeah. If you found it last summer, you pretty much have been, it was, it, what we started it kind of like, just, Oh, I wonder what this would be like. And then within like two weeks, we had like 5 million views and we were like, Oh my God, like, <laughs> this is so crazy. And we were just, the feedback from people was so different than what you would see in like a regular porn video. And we're like, this is really cool. And so, and we had fun with it and it was, yeah. So we just kept going and still are. <laughs> what was your first video and what were people kind of saying in response? Um, our first couple were just kind of like a, a tantric sort of massage, like extended hand job sort of thing um, that people really liked. But then we did one, our like kind of 
I don't know, iconic shot, I guess. What people know of us is like a ceiling view um, um, where we look sort of like a starfish. Um, and it just looked really, I think it was really appealing. It stood out. It looked really dreamy and like yeah. soft and loving and sensual. And that one got, just got a ton of views and it just brought a lot of people in and people just, you know, look at, when you find something you like generally on porn, if you find one video, you're like, oh, do they do more like this at all? Like, yeah. And so people just kept, kept coming and looking for more. So that's amazing. So cool. And what was like, what was your journey like before you got into this work? If you don't mind me asking, like, what were you doing? Like, what was your, what was your life like? And, and how was that transition? Sure. Um, well, we were in like just a general life transition period for sure. I was definitely in a transition period, kind of like I wasn't working at the time at all. It was, it was COVID and we had recently moved and I had finished grad school. So I was in a transition. Um, and, uh, before that, like I'd been, like I said, I was in grad school and I was a nanny and I had just, I was doing an internship and I had done odd things, but this, you know, with the intent of a career in mind, mm -hmm. but then when, when, you know, COVID happened and people weren't hiring and people weren't working and like, that was just all shut down. We, I wasn't really doing anything. So to do this as fun. And then it turned into kind of work and a business just flowed really nicely with our life. It wasn't a plan um, at all, but that's, it was definitely kind of a dream if that were to happen. And that's how it flowed, but that was like our recent, our recent before that, I guess. Um, yeah. And then like how we, how we, our intimate life is something, you know, that expanded throughout the whole time we've been together. Beautiful. Yeah. I'm curious what your journey was, was like with that. Like how, how did you view sexuality growing up and like in, in the early parts of your relationship with Chris? Sure. Um, well, so I grew up in a really small town in the Midwest, um, you know, conservative, small, like not necessarily open-minded. Um, I had a great, you know, I had a good childhood and a great family life, but it was, it, I didn't grow up in the city. I didn't grow up in yeah. a sex positive, sex positive world. Um, so for me, I grew up as a kid with a lot of shame around sexuality and not, and just like lack of knowledge, not knowing, not understanding, not knowing much about it and really not learning things until I was an adult. And which, you know, I think is the case for a lot of people. Um, but I don't think people realize that when they see us on the surface, they're like, you know, we, we don't come across that way, but as a child, as a kid, that was my, my experience. And then, um, but I always had this like kind of curiosity in the back, like something's not right about this. Um, mm -hmm. and then when I met Chris, um, he, he really just, he's always with me anyways, just always been really open sexually and curious and interested in so many things. And that's how he is in like all of life. Um, so he brought in all these elements of like, of, you know, letting go of shame and opening up and trying new things and like um, what open relationships are and what swinging is. And he brought all that to our relationship for sure. And I think I had been kind of searching for it and didn't, you know, didn't really know. So I was really open to and like accepting of having having him come in with all of that mm -hmm. um, and he's just he's very caring and like loving so it's really easy to just accepting of it 
That's beautiful. I definitely resonate with, you know, I grew up also in a small Midwestern town in Missouri, a lot of shame around sexuality and, and getting into this work has been like so freeing to understand, you know, like the possibilities because it was Mm -hmm. to me like something isn't right. I feel like there should be more here. Um, and I think it's really beautiful that, your, your business really blossomed in the last year, even with the pandemic. I think that it's one of those things that like you can create this beautiful life and it doesn't always look exactly what you think it will look like. But if you're, if you're present for what's going on around you, then the opportunities present themselves and that's really beautiful. So thank Mm -hmm. you for sharing that. Um, so I'd love to chat a little bit more about what you're working on now. Like what, how, how you're expanding maybe in the way that you're filming videos, or I know that you also have the, um, the, we love lubrication business as well. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The massage oil or massage butter. Massage it's more butter. like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, if you look back at like our content, if you were to go on the best place to like see a full view is like Pornhub really, they display it the best. But if you were to look back at our content, you can really see like the development of our of our production work and how we've changed it and gone back and forth and just done different things but that's how you know that's how everything is that's how life is that's how any business is you evolve and change and grow and you know try new things and sometimes they work out and sometimes they don't you go back to the old stuff um and so that's definitely changed a lot um but we're still we're still us. We're still the same people. We're still doing similar things. Um, we've definitely got a little braver about starting to show some of the, um, uh, kinkier things, I guess. We're not like, I don't know that we're a super kinky couple, but just bringing in some things that are different. Um, like we do a lot with prostate play. Um, and that seems to be a huge interest in fantasies, fantasy of a lot of people, but there's not a lot of good content on it. Um, so we've expanded into that a lot. Um, we recently had a video where we did a four-way with some friends. Um, so that was new, new for, new for a video, not new to us, but new, new to like share with the world. Um, so in those ways, like our content has changed a lot. Um, as a couple, it's made us a lot stronger doing this kind of work. Like we're, we're really forced to like continue always working on our relationship, um, which is a good thing. And, and yeah, like we've started a a massage butter. We, we always had in our videos, especially at the beginning, you always see like, would see this like little glass jar and people were always like, what is that? (laughs) Like this mysterious jar. And um, and we were like, oh, that's like so funny. Like people, you know, people want to know what that is. And um it was just something I just made it at home. Like we'd always used coconut oil for a long time and which a lot of people do use coconut oil as a lube. And we use so much of it though. And we'd have a jar and like the texture changes and it gets gritty and like it melts and it just was like too messy. And so I was like, well, how can we make this like better? You know, basically. Um, and so that's what we would use. And then people kind of just kept asking about it and Um, so it became a product. It just naturally kind of fit. I was like, well, people really are interested in this and there's nothing like it, you know, why not? Um, so yeah, we've expanded a ton. It's been, it's been pretty cool. 
Congratulations. What a, what a beautiful and amazing journey. Um, I'd love to know more about like, what are the most rewarding parts of the work you do and the most challenging? Uh, let's see. Most of it's, it's really rewarding. Um, it's, I mean, we're, we're living our, our lives, just our authentic real lives and we get to work together, which is amazing. Also comes with its challenges, <laughs> um, but we get to work together all the time. We get to share our, our life as it is and completely be ourselves, which is extremely rewarding. Um, and if our relationship, working on it, being together, sharing our happiness, sharing our struggles, sharing all of that and getting to inspire people with it um, is really cool. It's, I really can't ask for, to like do more to help the world, like to be able to take my story, my, my shame as a kid and where I am now and, you know, still working through stuff like that and to be able to talk about it and inspire people and get, you know, so many messages back, like, you know, of people, like I thought, you know, I didn't know anyone else was like this. I thought I was alone or it's so cool to hear your story of success. Like it's really motivating or you've helped me overcome things. It's, so that's really um, rewarding just to get feedback like that is really cool. Um, um, but, you know, every business, any, anyone who's an influencer or, you know, out in the public in any sort of way on any social media, like you always come across haters and you always come across people who, you know, have something to complain about or think you should do it differently. And um it, that's a challenge because, but you have to, it's just hard. We just try not to read it. I really try not to read stuff like that. Um, but when it comes straight to my inbox, I can't always avoid it. <laughs> um, but I try to avoid stuff like that because you can't please everyone. And we're really just out there like living our truth, living our life, honestly, and um, not necessarily there to please everyone. Um, but I would say those are the biggest things that are a challenge because it just kind of makes you think like, oh, but you just got to brush it aside. Beautiful. I think that, it, I mean, it's so empowering. I mean, I think that one of the things that makes you guys the most attractive is that you're just like a normal, and I say that in air quotes, but just like this, this beautiful, like really relatable couple that's also just mm -hmm. beautiful and super authentic, which I think is really like kind of your, the, what you're going for. Um, and in that, and going in that direction, I know that you originally were kind of following this narrative of make love, not porn, but you've kind of extended what that means for you. I'd love to hear more about kind of like that intention and that journey. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. When we started, like, you know, when you start something or a business, you're like, Ooh, we're going to do this. And we're going to say this, and it's going to be like this. And you get all these ideas and, you know, really things really flow. And like, we really stuck with for a while. Um, make love not porn because we were like well what we're doing really it's not really like porn it's not really like what you see yes it's on on Pornhub but it's not it's just not like what people see the homepage was at that time was flooded with you know stepsister step mom step you know it was like flooded with stuff like that and and then you'd find us like real <laughs> intimate couple and and it just was like um, it was just so different. So we, we were like, what we're doing really isn't making porn. We're just making love and we're sharing the videos, um, yeah. and in making, you know, taking videos of it and sharing them. 
so that was that was where we came with that or like went with it and and it's it's stuck with for a long time and it it's true still like we're we're sharing love and making love and taking videos and putting it on Pornhub but we also we kind of quit using the tagline because we felt like it we just had this feeling that it was a limit that make love not porn was a limit and was kind of that that what we were doing and we just kind of started to feel like well what we are doing is is porn when people find it so maybe like it's 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 love porn or we're making love or it just didn't seem to fit it felt like a limit to what we do and that we could expand from it we could do other things and and so from that we were you know we've gotten other things on like somebody we had a comment that the the four-way that we did wasn't making love it was it was just porn and, and you know that's someone's opinion but that's just an example of where we kind of felt like that was going to limit us and so we just stopped using it um and we've gone from from it being more healthy and authentic um porn or sex and sharing it like it's it is porn but it's not a lot of people don't view it that way yeah um, which is why I really like I like to think of it more as art and just erotic content um it's it's so much different I agree I totally agree I feel like I understand the idea of keeping that tagline putting you in a box whereas like now you're stepping into this really expansive space which is really like what tantra is all about like it, the, the word literally means like mm -hmm. an, an instrument for expansion so that's really cool um and i think that making love and even to me tantra like can look like so many different things like we really think that it's just like this like mm -hmm. slow like breath and like eye contact which yes those are amazing tools like they're especially when you're just getting started but really like making love and tantra are also about exploring the depths of your human experience which can be in like a super kinky and even sometimes like from an outward perspective it can look even aggressive or um weird or strange but like tantra is everything and like love is everything like right so I, I think that's really cool. And um, I definitely like, I, I mean, so the way that like I found your content just for the listeners, I think I, I think I mentioned it to you in an email as well. Um, I was interested in working more with like the prostate and like understanding the prostate. And there's really like not much out there. What <laughs> is there is like really just, I don't know, like not exactly right for what I was looking for. I mean, I personally don't really watch porn anymore. I used to watch a lot of porn and now it's like for educational purposes only, which mm -hmm. sounds really funny to say, but it's true. Um, and so I was like, okay, I need, I want like more information about prostate massage. Like I can only read so many books, like right. about this and like, look at so many diagrams of like an ass before like it will be helpful to see a video. And that's yeah. So that was like the first video that I watched and I was like, so wild and beautiful that they're doing this. And it really is artistic. So thank you for putting, putting that stuff out there. <laughs> you're welcome thank you that's funny that was one of your first videos <laughs> yeah. yeah it's amazing um okay cool so do you have any advice for people that are like wanting to get into this space um I don't know I mean you know it really depends on how you want to get into it like there's so many 
there's a lot of couples who put content, um, you know, who want to create videos and put them out for fun. Cause it's a huge turn on for a lot of people. It's really, it's really sexy and it's, it's really hot. And a lot of people like to watch, watch themselves or watch their partner. And so a lot of people like to do it for, for fun. Um, I think the biggest thing we learned very early on, um, when we had, we came to terms with it right away, but then we learned it really quickly. Like if you're going to put that on the internet, you've got to know someone's going to find it like, and you have to be prepared for that. Yeah. We learned that so quickly. And like, I'm glad we were in a space to not have to worry about it. But that was, that was a big thing that we learned really fast. Um, just, a, just a basic one um, is yeah. to know that that's going to probably happen and, you know, be comfortable with it. Um, you know, and really it's just, if you want to do it and it's fun you to just be yourself, do, do what's, you you don't have to if you want to make some videos do what feels real for you there is a fetish for everything there is an interest in everything like you don't have to you know you don't have to try to be someone else to create erotic content or put things out there um and it doesn't have to be on Pornhub there's other sites too so it's yeah I I think be yourself do what's true to you that's what people want to watch too. People notice your authenticity and they notice when you like it or if you're just faking it. Yeah. Beautiful. I mean, that's so true. 100%. You can sense the energy in your videos yeah. compared to, you know, stepmom and son for sure. <laughs> uh, as an example. Um, There's but, a lot of those. <laughs> you know, which have their like, like, I'm not going to, like, I watched those videos and I've gotten off on them. Like, I'm not going to pretend like, you know, I'm, they have, but they have their appeal. You, yeah. I mean, and you start to see like, what's your intention behind watching these things. And that's kind of where my, my journey shifted away from watching it. Sure. However, like there's always a place to go back to that too. So, yeah, I, I think for some people too, though, like that's the content that there's the most of that uh, it's the whole, you know, a lot of porn is stuff like that. It is these, it's it, people who are there, you know, they have a script there. Not to say all their orgasms and pleasure is not real necessarily, because a lot of that is, but that they're scripted and they're not real couples, a good amount, a good amount, not all, yeah. but you know, they're, they're playing out a specific scene that a company created for views, for people to watch, to engage yeah. people that, and, and that says, has set a lot of expectations for a lot of people. And, and I hear from people all the time, like, I didn't know what real sex looks like because they've only ever watched porn. They've only ever seen what's scripted and what's out there. So it's set unrealistic expectations for a lot of people. So to put out something absolutely hundred percent real and relatively normal, um, just, it was, it's completely different for people. Yeah, I 100% agree. I really enjoy that about, about what you're doing. So thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, so to go, to get back to kind of, um, this idea of like being prepared for, if, if you want to get into this work, what, what, what was the, the, um, the tip that you had and you had mentioned like being prepared for people to see it and be recognized. Has that happened for you? Do you mind if I ask like what, how did you handle those sort of situations or how do you handle those? Yeah. Um, well, we kind of figured someone's going to find it at some point and 
we kind of had this little game for a bit, like who do you think is going to find it? Like, and we would kind of think about these different groups of friends, like who would yeah. find it. Um, and, and it was just, you know, someone found it and then they told people about it. And then this group of friends knew and, and it was just, it was just kind of funny. Um, it was someone, one of our, it was a guy friend and talking to Chris on the phone. He's like, guess who found it? And I was like, who? And then like, you know, it's just kind of a funny thing. We didn't really care. Um, and we had nothing to be embarrassed by or ashamed of really. It's, it was, yeah. you know, we just, we really felt like, well, we wanted to share this and it's benefiting people. If someone if someone thinks that what we're doing is wrong or it's dirty or it's inappropriate, that's, that's their judgment of, of what we're doing that they probably wouldn't do it. Yeah. It doesn't mean that what we're doing is wrong. Um, um, we told our families like ahead of time, not ahead of time, but like early on, um, mm. we kind of brought it to their attention. Um, just like I told my mom and, um, just, just so that they kind of had an awareness in case, anyone were to say anything, um, or they were to come across it. Yeah. Um, but we just kind of let them know. Um, and, and that was a lot different than friends. Like our, our friends generally were like, Oh, that's so cool. You know, and that's, that was about that. Yeah. And, um, but family's different, you know, like I said, I grew up in a small town and grew up around like sex in a sex negative environment and it was shameful. So to <laughs> be putting my naked body all over the internet um and having sex was it was different <laughs> yeah absolutely. did your were your parents like okay with it or were they supportive how how did that follow through um it's just not something we really speak about um Fair. they they know and have an awareness but um I think just and looking at the way I grew up, I think it makes them very uncomfortable. And it's something that they were taught as well. Mm. Um, and I don't, I don't push it. Um, you know, we can discuss and talk about other things in our lives and, um, our other businesses and stuff like that, other avenues of work. Um, and we just don't really, we just don't really go there. Fair enough. Um, but I, it's, it's beautiful that you, you were able to have like the, um, what's the word? Like when, when people found out and things like that, you had the confidence and you were, you were so, so confident in yourself that you, you were able to like move through that with ease. I feel similarly. I mean, I don't, I don't really create erotic content. And I mean, it's not something that I, I will never do, but it's not something that I, I have done to this point, but I do do like nude modeling, like, you know, naked mm -hmm. sort of vibe, like very artistic and I remember I, I've been doing this for like seven years and I remember like a year or two in my best friend from high school who like still lives in Missouri and like is kind of around the same people um, called me and was like, oh my God, like the group of boys found your video. Like, and like, it was like this big deal to her. And I was like, I mean, this is who I am now. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I feel pretty good. Like, you know, it's not a big deal. And, and if someone is like, taking it personally that you are creating like any sort of content that's outside of the norm, the norm, then like, that's their problem. Like that's their shame that they haven't right. worked through. Um, and like, all you can do is just say like, you know, like, I hope that you're able to like be able to move through this because it's, it's, it's heavy carrying that, that shame and that guilt. And like, yeah, it's, it's, it, I think that that's what makes it the easiest not to 
like worry when someone else takes the content personally, because it's like, it feels so good to be on the other side that it's like, it doesn't mm-hmm. even matter anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. Like to be so different and letting go of that is so big. Like I can only imagine how many people from my high school have found that like, and the stories and the rumors spreading around town. Like I can only imagine, but <laughs> I don't care. Like I have done so many things with my life. I've built so much. I've gone so many places. I've moved out of where I was, where I grew up. I've been, I've learned different things and I've expanded my horizons. Like that's something to be really proud of. Not, not to feel shame about. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, so to get back to how I found you as well with the prostate play and, and things like that, um, how was, I'm curious what your journey has been with that and kind of like even tips or things for people that are interested in, in working with that space. Sure. Um, I don't remember really starting how we started. I'm sure Chris was like, Hey, I'm interested in this. Will you, do you want to like, kind of, you know, try to get, you know, do you want to try it or something like that? And yeah, I I maybe was hesitant at first and then was like, okay, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I don't remember that part very well, Mm but um, we just kind of started with it. I think starting with just like anal play with like toys um, is really, is really helpful um, to kind of for the, the man or the person receiving, I guess, um, to learn kind of a sensation and just get comfortable with anal play. Um, and then we just kind of started doing it really gently. Um, a lot of communication, um, and just, yeah, it was just kind of an evolution, I guess. It, It takes a lot of communication to do, um, prostate play for sure to, for it to be comfortable, um, and to understand, to be able to tell how the person's feeling. Like I know now how to read Chris's body really well and like feel and understand what's going on. Um, but, um, I feel like I lost track of where I was going with your question. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, where was I going with that? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think that presence though, like where you were, you were about going into like, I feel like the presence and being able to like be present Mm -hmm. for each other and relax into the sensation. And then also like, as a, as the person that's, you know, in the giving role to be like very present to see like what's going on with their bodies and like have patience to get to know, because it is something that's like so taboo for everyone that it can feel really like confusing to navigate because it it is true that we have this script for sexuality that like it goes in this Mm -hmm. format and like it really doesn't deviate much from that in porn and from most people's sex lives whereas like when you're starting to introduce new body parts and like reversing roles and things like that it can be like really exciting but it can also be kind of scary and and that's one of the the best parts about prostate play Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it is. It's really exciting. And it's super good for you. It's like really healthy, um, like physically, um, but it's, it's fun to try something new. And I think with the prostate play, it, like you were saying, it does take a lot of presence, but so does anything. If you want it to be good, any sort of sex, if you're doing Tantra, if you're doing a massage, if you're, you know, just sitting and breathing and looking at each other, if that's what you want to do, if you're, I, 
anything. It takes a lot of presence to really feel it really good to be able to feel the full sensation. And with the prostate play, that really is a big piece. Like if, if I drift off and start thinking about something or get distracted or, you know, Chris will be like, Hey, like, where are you? Or like, come back. What are you thinking about? I'm like, sorry, sorry. And I have to like refocus. Um, so we really make a point of really setting a space for that. Like, um, you know, we were in a really comfortable space. The, the dog's not in the room, the, the temperature, we have a space heater in our studio and in our bedroom. So that if we're doing something like that, you know, you're not laying naked on the bed and you're freezing, like yeah. <laughs> that's not comfortable. Um, you know, if your, your feet are cold, wear some socks. Um, we always make sure to have like our, our, our massage butter. We always have that because that helps with the comfort and being present. Um, that's a big piece, but just pulling in, in all those things, like just the same as, you know, if you're trying to have a really relaxing bath, you, do you want music? Do you want candles? Do you want your book? Like you want to have it all there with you. So you don't have to get out in the middle and then you're cold and get something and, you know, yeah. um, so setting the experience up to be really comfortable, um, is a really big piece of it going well. Yeah, I also think communication is so important. And that's one thing that I remember seeing in your video um, was like, you know, you kind of asking simple questions that would kind of like navigate, like, is this good? Like, you know, harder, faster, stronger, whatever. But, and then Chris also being able to, to say mm -hmm. like, can you touch me here or do this? Like, because you're also often, you know, stroking the penis as well and like you know that like the preference for that can change at the same time so being comfortable enough with each other to communicate is also I think a key piece as well mm -hmm. yeah definitely communication is like one of the biggest keys and I know it's really hard for a lot of people um and I didn't grow up in a family that communicated very well so like communication yeah. is still hard for me sometimes but in that case you know even it can be kind of nerve-wracking but to to communicate, it's, it's going to make it so much better. If you can ask, like, does that feel good? Or is that too hard? Or just simple, it doesn't have to be crazy. Um, yeah. And, yeah and, it, and for the person receiving, if they can give feedback that helps, even if you're not sure, like, sometimes I think a barrier to communication is not being sure what you need. Yeah. You know, you could, you know, just, you can say, try softer just to see how that feels, even if yeah. you're not sure. And then you can start to learn what's, what is going to work for you. That's a really good way to look at it. Like this idea of just try this, like it, it's, it should be like a fun experiment. There shouldn't be mm -hmm. like pressure for it to feel amazing for the receiver or for it to like be perfectly done by, by the giver. I really like that idea of try this, like let's experiment with this. Um, sure. It takes time. Like you don't learn most people anyways, I don't think learn to ride a bicycle on day one when they're four years old. It takes some, it takes some practice. You have to try a few things and that's how anything in new in sex is too. You get to try it a few times to figure out what you like. I agree. And I think another good tool for listeners too, as far as like communication goes, um, and this goes for everything, not just prostate play, but when you're in that space of like, try, would you like softer or like, it, it's better to ask, sorry, I'm going in a circle to explain this, but 
to ask a question instead of saying, how does this feel? Which is something like, it can feel good and it could also still feel better than that. So that's like a really not, not the best type of question to ask. Whereas you could say harder, softer or slower or faster. And it's like mm -hmm. a one word answer, which is much easier to communicate sure. when you're in those like altered states because of the, you know, sexual experience. So that's another thing to try, to try for the listeners as well. Yeah, I think that's great. Um um, a really good point because it's it can be really hard when you're receiving and you're in all this pleasure too to be able to like uh yeah that's good you're like you're like not in the space but if you're you have two options you can give your answer pretty easily <laughs> yeah, and it's one word like to articulate yes it does feel good but maybe like it's like that becomes a whole story and then you're already like out right. of your body because you get like you get back in your mind so and that's the point of having sex is to get out of your mind and into your body um so cool um let's see uh, is there, are there any other like recommendations for people? Like first steps, if you're getting into prostate play, like how do you find the prostate? Like, what do you start with? Like, da, 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 da. Sure. Um, so I, I, for me, I've never really, I haven't read that many like guides on the internet or about it. Um, to me, it seems sort of similar to like how you would find the G spot. Like it's just in a little, and it's just right there. Like what do I, I use my middle finger cause it's the longest and it like is easiest, like ergonomically to fit. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just kind of in there and it changes though. Like it'll, it gets bigger and it kind of changes and it moves around slightly, um, um just with the motion of the body. Um, but it's just kind of in like, I don't know, maybe an inch, maybe two. Um, yeah. and it is like, you maybe heard, like it's kind of feels like a soft, squishy little pad um and it'll so I just use like I've seen videos where people like go really aggressively and it looks kind of painful um just in yeah. and out of the anus and that's there's I've done that like one time and that was like a fluke where I don't know where Chris was really really turned on and that's where we ended up but generally it's just like a, a just pressure like a light pressure um, yeah. or like a, like a slow tapping kind of like pressure on and off. Um, and then sometimes kind of like a, a pressure and like a, like a tug, like, like that kind of, yeah. um, not that they can see that, but like a little bit of a tugging motion. Um, uh -huh. but it's pretty gentle. Usually it, it, sometimes I have to put more force. Like as you get turned on, you need more pressure. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's not uncomfortable for me. And it's, it's a pretty gentle, like easy motion. Great. Yeah, definitely. I think starting slow and again, like touching in with like everybody's body is different. So you can always go more intensely, but if you like start with a lot of force and pressure, like that can make the prostate or like the perineum, like really like restrict, which like, mm -hmm. isn't really the point. So Good. Thank you so much. Those were some great tips. Um, I think we're, we're getting pretty close to the end here. I'd like to wrap up with like my last couple of questions. So um, one is my bonus question that I ask all of my uh, guests. And that is what awakens your arrows? What turns you on? What makes you feel erotically alive? Um, one, one thing I, that really like makes me feel erotically alive. I'll give two different answers here is like, is just like taking care of myself, mm. taking care of my body, 
um, exercising, eating healthy, um, sleeping, like um, doing my hair, putting on jeans instead of sweatpants, um, like, um, you know, yeah, doing some makeup, putting, doing my hair, like taking care of myself and knowing that I'm doing the best to keep myself healthy and feel good about my body. Um, and then the same, like, you know, when Chris does things like that and he's doing that, that, that helps too in myself feeling erratically alive and attracted to the person I'm with and us as a couple. And, um, um, and then I think like, like turn-ons and things, um, doing new things in the bedroom or just in life, like doing something new, if it's, um, trying new toys, you know, you're changing it up, trying, you know, um, a different room in the house or finding a public restroom or, um, uh, anything, you know, just kind of changing up, adding, bringing in, finding a three-way, bringing in a new person, trying a different type of experience that you haven't had before. Um, that's, I think that's a big, like, turn on and just making you feel alive. Um, it's really easy to get stuck in a pattern and in a, and in a rut and not really feel like you're changing or growing or going anywhere. Um, so doing new things is a, it's a big one. Beautiful. I love your answer, especially the idea of like making love to yourself, really, you know, like when you, when you take care of yourself and you're feeling really good and like you're filling up your own cup, you have so much more to give to your partner because you're in that state, you're almost like overflowing, which is really beautiful. And also the idea of trying new things. Like it goes back again to that. Like this should be like a fun thing that like you're experimenting and playing with. So mm -hmm. I love that. Um, and last question is where can listeners find you or support you? Um, well, katemarley.com is our kind of general website. Um, and then my Instagram is I am Kate Marley. Um, and our massage butter is we love, we love.com. Um, it's called we love. So yeah, you can find everything, every, everything you can find for sure on katemarley.com. It'll link you to anything. Um, and then Instagram is the best like social media. So. Okay, cool. And you guys are obviously on Pornhub as well. And then OnlyFans too. Do you, would you like to talk about that or? Um, yeah. Uh, thank you. I was almost forgetting that. <laughs> That's a big one. Uh, yeah. We're on OnlyFans. Um, our OnlyFans, I want to say it's OnlyFans.com slash I am Kate Marley, um, but you can find that on our website too. There's a little button that says OnlyFans. Um, and we have two different ones, like one where you can kind of get some all free stuff. It has photos and like posts and then one that's like our videos. Um, and um, oh, one other thing we do where we post some content is Lustry. Have you heard of that? I've heard of it because of you, but I don't know okay. anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. Lustry might be something your listeners are interested in. It's something, a company we work with and they're, they're really amazing. They're um, based out of Berlin, um, but it's all erotic content. That's all real couples. Um, and it's not content you find on Pornhub. Like we, we own their videos. They have of us are only on their website. You don't find them anywhere else. Um, so we also have some content there and we work pretty closely with them. We've done interviews and done different promotions and things with them too. So they're, um, another great site, um, for erotic content of ours. And if you're just interested in real general, real people in general, um, but there's a link to that on our site as well, where you can get a, like a little discount. So if people are interested in finding more content like that, that's 
healthy, real, and authentic. That's the place. Thank you again, Kate, for joining me today. And I also want to express my gratitude to the listener. Thank you once more for opening yourself up to the idea of sacred sexuality. And if this podcast resonates with you, I'd love to hear it in the reviews. It means the world to me to hear your perspective. And your reviews also help this podcast become a bit more relevant in search results, which means that more people are able to benefit from the wisdom of spiritual intimacy. And if you'd like to take an even more proactive role in awakening the collective to sacred sexuality, I'd love it if you screenshotted this podcast and shared it on your social media. And if you do so, please tag me so that I can thank you personally. With so much gratitude and love, have a sexy and spiritual day, and I'll catch you next week on Talk Taunter to Me. Ta-ta!